The following program contains themes and images that may not be suitable for most audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Panda Pig Inc. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hello again. Hello. It's Panda. And it's Pig. Greetings and salutations. Dude, get out of my head. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. Wow. I'm no joke. Are, wow. I was just about to say that. I'm freaking out. We're, we're just that in sync, guys. That's Dude, how in sync we are. Freaking out. Get out of my head. I'm going to stay in your head. No, no, you don't want to be here. It's not, it's not all that good. It, it's nice and cozy in here. It's not cozy. It's no. scary. It's nice. No, it's not. I like all these uh, Elmer's glue cracks in here. It's very delicious. It's, it's the only thing holding me together. <laughs> you know, sometimes it feel like those. It, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> Oh, okay. man. Here Welcome we are. back to Listen. The Heart and the Bones, yep. season one, episode three of the show. Our Bones Watch Along podcast where sometimes we have thoughts mm -hmm. and talk about things. Yes. All Which right. I usually, that's how I categorize podcasts. They just talk about things. You know what? And that's what we're doing. Yes. We're hopping on the bandwagon. Absolutely. And it's lit. And this episode, ugh, such a breath of fresh air. <sighs> Compared to the last one. <laughs> yes. The struggle. Less of a headache. It just oh feels, goodness. it feels like a Bones episode. I feel that, though. It's I not feel perfect. You. It's not. But it feels like Bones. It feels just enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So All let's right. get into it. All right. So this episode's called The Boy in the Tree. Mm -hmm. Essentially, Bones and Booth have to solve the murder or determine if the body of this young boy, if he committed suicide, yeah. he goes to a prominent prep school for, Disgusting. <laughs> for, for <laughs> the children of important people. Yep. And there's a struggle to determine whether it was murder or whether it was suicide to protect the image of the school. Dun, and ultimately, dun, dun. it turns out he was murdered. Dun, dun, dun. Of course. <laughs> so the the scene opens up, the episode opens up, you know, Hodgins and Angela are basically saying, we're bored, we need something to do. Yep. And, and in this scene, we also see them watching Zach mm -hmm. talking to a girl named Naomi. From who, paleontology. Yes, who honestly, I completely forgot. So when I was re-watching this episode, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about her. Mm -hmm. I forgot about her completely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I definitely did too. <laughs> but happens. this but whole I, episode, yep. Zach is just so wholesome. Yes, he really is. But at the same time... That scene is happening. Booth and Brennan are outside the Jeffersonian waiting for Zach so they could go to the crime scene. So they're just like, what's the hold up? What's up with this kid? Mm -hmm. Well, that's more Booth. Like, what's up with this kid? Like, yes. what the heck? So yes. And also, okay, the very first scene where mm -hmm. Angela and Hodgins are talking. Yes. 
this may be revisionist history for me, but I'm watching the way Hodgins looks at Angela. Really? And he just, he gives her this look where I'm like, you could look at me like that. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, didn't they date in real life too? What? I thought they did. What? Yes. I had no idea. Pig, I thought, <laughs> I could have sworn they dated in real life for like a bit and then eventually they broke up and he ended up dating someone else. But yeah, I swear they dated like in real life. Like I could be wrong. Maybe TJ Thine and Michaela Conlon didn't date, but I swear I thought they did. Well, okay, okay, okay. 2007, mm-hmm. Conlon was dating TJ Thine, and they even got engaged. Yep. Told you. What? You just found that out? Oh, honey. My, my <laughs> heart hurts. Why couldn't they make it work? You know, because Hodgins and Angela stay in Bones, and Michaela and TJ are real life. Well, you know what? I knew that chemistry was real. Same. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It really was. Because even then, like, in that moment, I was just kind of looking at them like, oh, you have a future together. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So, but, so when we get to Zach, I just. (laughs) So, he's so wholesome. He lacks the street smarts and the social awareness. He's a genius, but he's adorable. The fact that he's just like, his logic, when he starts talking about the whole take a hint part and he just does not understand what it means to take a hint this yeah (laughs) this is also the episode where we see zach start to see booth as this father figure slash male role model yes and it's so sweet it is so sweet and before we get to that i wanted to say that there's a part where hodgins because hodgins and andra like come on zach Go, go, go. Oh, yeah. Go get, go to this crime scene. Right. And he's really like trying to vent, like, I don't know what this means. What gets me is you get Hodgins. He's totally ignoring what he's saying about take a hint, but you just hear Hodgins saying, come on, throwing yourself into your work. It, it always makes everything work. It's fine. You're fine. (laughs) If you're stressed, throw yourself into your work. And honestly, I felt that. Yeah. So hard. (laughs) Unless your work is what's making you stressed. Yes. But, him saying that, I was like, Hodgins, you, you speak in facts, though. Yep, it'll all be facts. fine. You won't notice the house is on fire <laughs> nope. if you're just focused on your work. Exactly. But yes, yeah, so when they end up in the car, they definitely, you see that dynamic where Zach is looking up to Booth like, give me advice, please. Please, please give me advice. He just wants to learn. He just which wants is so to sweet. learn. It's so wholesome. What's not wholesome is Boots orange sunglasses. No. Like, question mark? Mm-mm. Excuse me? Who did this to you, honey? This no, is no, no, pre-cocky no. belt buckle. Yes, he had pre- to do something. And he couldn't see his socks yet. So. True. <laughs> they, they were trying out different... You know, quirks with him. And yes. And clearly, orange, no. F- for good reason, the yes. orange sunglasses did not make the they cut. They had to go. They were gone. Yes. They're gone. Thank and also, <laughs> Bones is so cute in this part because you can tell she's trying, you know? Yeah. Like she's yeah, hearing yeah. what Booth says. And there's just this innocence about her and Zach where when it comes to street smarts, 
they, they don't get it, but they try. They try, and, and so, it's so cute. So, so in the scene, she's she's clearly upset, and yes. her face is very passive aggressive. And Booth is like trying to scoot Zach off of him like a bug. Yeah, and he's looking at Bones, and he's like, "What is wrong with you?" And she's like, "Well." You told me I was too task-oriented. So then today, I say good morning, and you say I should focus on the case. Yes. And her oh face. My God. Oh, my gosh. Her face was, so was priceless. I it's loved so priceless. it so much. She's also so sensitive. Yes. But she tries to hide it. Because she's clearly hurt. Yes, of course. Because she tried to take a suggestion. And, it and he just... didn't see her effort. <laughs> but it's interesting because she's not as sassy in this episode compared to the last one. No. She's more, I guess, down to earth in a way. I see them more you as see a see more team. heart in her. More, more heart, and heart. And they're more of a team. Yes. This, this episode where I was like, now we're getting into yes. the heart and the bones. There you go. <laughs> here, here we're getting into it. Yes. So moving on, we end up at the crime scene. Mm -hmm. And you know when they're trying to get into the preparatory place? I was just dying when Zach's like, yes, and one crack assistant. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, yep. He's so crazy. I feel that. Just the wholesomeness continues. And then it's weird because Booth says... He he doesn't understand the Latin, but wasn't he like an altar boy? And doesn't he like speak Latin in later episodes? I honestly don't remember. I'll have to, like, catch that when that happens. I just... Because at least he I even, think so. Because he even brings it up later at the end where he's like, what's this in Latin? You know? Mm-hmm. But I was just dying because this is another example of how Bones and Zach on how their whole street smart just does not correlate. Like, you ask them, like, a sarcastic question, and they'll just tell you straight up what this means. Mm -hmm. So when Booth is trying to read, what was it that the phrase was on the sign? Something, I carry my things. It was something, like, was it Latin? It was something. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what does that even mean anyway? And you see, you hear both of them go, I carry with me all Mm -hmm. my things. Mm -hmm. And they just look at him. As if he should know. Yes. And I'm like, I mean, I don't blame Booth. That was gibberish to me. But you know, (laughs) okay. Okay. But that's another example of what we're talking about. It's like the wholesomeness Mm -hmm. that they really bring. The the divide between squints and law enforcement. Yes. There you go. You you see it. <laughs> you do see it. Yes. So they're the body's at the Hanover Prep Academy. Yes. And it seems to be a young boy who's hanging from a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's this scene where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching Bones. Yes. Like I'm watching an episode of Bones because the the very con- continual thing on most episodes is Bones and Booth going to the crime scene. Yep. The body being in some weird place, yep. bones offending the local law enforcement, yep. and <laughs> but uh, think about it this way though, because even though she was technically insulting the law enforcement by not remembering like the sheriff's name, mm-hmm. technically she was being nice just mm-hmm. to the dead, not <laughs> yeah. the living, because she's like, I remember the bones. Also, she gives an explanation where she seems to have an issue with sheriffs in particular. Yes. Because they're elected officials. Yes. So... And she believes that they are not looking out for, like, 
you know, justice. They are just looking for out for themselves so they get reelected mm-hmm. again. But I don't really see that in this sheriff in this episode. Yeah, you they know? don't really touch up on that. Like, they don't really emphasize on that as much as you would think, you know? Yeah. Like, in other episodes, there are, you know, crooked cops and things like that. Yeah, but with of this course. one, I was like, man, this sheriff, she's just trying to do her job, she's just you know? Jo- she's trying to be friendly, and it's funny because she even gets shut down later. So it's like, dang, she just can't get a break. She's just trying to be decent to these people, and boom, shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, and when I'm watching the scene, I'm just so baffled how this was aired second, because it just... Or third. Or third. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> aired as the as the third episode. It's just weird, because it doesn't feel like a third episode. It kind of feels flopped with the other one, yeah. where this one feels more... Like, it's, it falls in line of what they were going for and what they do in the long run. Especially since the Homeland Security agent was no i'm getting backwards <laughs> you are getting backwards that's the uh that's the other one honey. i had a thought about that but i can't remember it's okay but either way i i you just wish it was i wish it was second but you know what we can't have nice things so i'm just gonna deal with you it just have, but there are good things about the second episode there to are admire, so just but- continually to console me <laughs> So, but with the scene, though, I was just like, my goodness, it really took this prep school, took so long to find the body. Like, I Two get it. Two weeks. Two weeks, though. Like, you're trying to tell me that you guys are supposed to be, like, this prestigious preparatory academy, and you didn't spot a dead body hanging for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Like, like even you, guys, the, you don't like, have landscaping? Right. Like, even in The Wizard of Oz, people were able to point out, oh, look. There's a hanging body in this short scene. Which is like a little nub when you're looking at it. But when you're in real life, you would think, oh, hey, you know, there's a dead body hanging from afar. Wouldn't you notice that? Or how about the circling crows? (laughs) Yes. Hello. (laughs) Like, all right. I get it. Movie magic. Whatever. (laughs) Yep. Just explain it away. Suspend your disbelief. Yes. I just have to deal with movie magic. I know. And then the head... (laughs) The, Falling the off? boy's head pops off and right at that moment, and Bones catches it. Yeah, I was like, "That's that's some cinema right there." There you go, movie magic again. <laughs> and then we open up back at the lab. Back at the lab, um, they look and they see the body is of a teenage boy. Yes. They're trying to determine if he's Hispanic or Asian. Mm-hmm. Angela's thinking Hispanic. He's obviously Catholic. What is that necklace that he's that he's pulled out? So it's something. Uh, it looked, I couldn't really tell. Um, the reason why I kind of know stuff like about this is because Panda was raised Catholic. Um, but I usually, I, I wasn't really good with the whole, these type of things because I was more focused on my belief. I wasn't big on. You didn't on, know, pay attention to yes. the different objects and their yes. symbolism. So what could have been on that, it's kind of like a little token on the necklace. It's like a, it's either the Virgin Mary or it's either like a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something along those lines. And sometimes it says a little something on it, but it's definitely falls in the Catholic category. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, it's very common in Catholic cat catholic category like even sometimes it's on a necklace sometimes you carry it in your wallet you carry it in your hand you pray with it 
At least that's to my understanding on how I was raised and how I understand it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So they determine he's probably a, a good old Catholic boy. Yes. And they find a, <laughs> a cochlear implant, meaning yes. that he was deaf or hard of hearing. Yes. And so. what it was interesting on the comment Bones made was, oh, the birds were trying to get the implant. Like, this is what the birds are trying to get at. And I'm like, were the birds really trying to get the implant? I'm pretty sure they were going for the decomposing flesh, but well, okay. Well, I will counter your offer. Okay. Is that if the implant was kind of sticking out, it's metal and shiny. Are they attracted to that? Birds are attracted to shiny things. Pig is a bird expert. It is. It is. I am. She is. She is. <laughs> she is. Yeah. You know. so. it, unless she wants to be an it, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Attracted <laughs> to shiny things, so I'm assuming because Did not know that. the body was up in the tree, sun shining on a little fleck of the metal, really? then they get attracted to it, plus there's flesh, it's a smorgasbord. So that's probably why sometimes random birds just drop dead because they end up in the wrong spot, just because they're like, ooh, shiny. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. Well, alrighty then. That answers my question on that. Yeah, that is, it's, it's both. <laughs> and then they, they make their way over to the, to speak with the principal and stuff. Yeah, they're back at the preparatory again. Mm-hmm. They're super nervous about press and mm-hmm. it's pretty clear they want Booth, uh, to make, to rule this a homicide. Yes. And uh, Bones calls Booth over the phone to let her know that they identified the boy by the serial number of his implant. Mm -hmm. And it reveals, well, not the implant, but they found evidence that may lead to it not being a suicide. Yes. But instead, Booth is not really, he's kind of, what was it he was trying to do? He was kind of lead the conversation away to like, make it look like. You know, that's not yeah, what they were talking about. Yeah, he was kind of putting of on a show yes. in front of the principal to direct him in a different way. Yes, because of how they were acting and stuff. And, I mean, again, I just, I wouldn't want to be in a prep school, like, just no. 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 And this, this episode really focuses on Booth's kind of hatred for classism. Yes. And his belief that... People have value no matter what their station is. Yes. And the whole concept of all mm -hmm. people are created equal. Yep. And Hanover Prep represents this pretentious, we have more value. We are above you. We are above everyone. We need discretion. We have class. Mm -hmm. You don't. (laughs) I have class. And and you you don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, that's um, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Oh, so that, yeah. But um, I did have a question, though. Mm. So they were saying, because they talked about the confidential files, and, you know, Booth was saying, you know, he wants it. Could he get it without a warrant? Is that possible? No, he's going to need to get a warrant. Oh, okay. So he actually needs a warrant for that. Yeah. All right. Because I was, I was kind of wondering about that. I'm like, hmm, can you do that, though? Yeah, you're going to need a warrant for it. And because it's a murder inv- investigation, he's vacation. probably going to get it. 
You know? Yeah. It's better if they just work with him because getting a warrant is a lot of work. First of all, you have to write it up. Yeah. You got to file it. Yeah. A judge has to take the time to want to sign it. It's a whole process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole thing. That's why, like, trials take forever and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, for this... <laughs> it's it's better that they just Booth work with tries him. to do a lot of sly things he too. really does and this is one of those where it's like look he's trying to just talk you into it mm-hmm. like come on Booth. there's some parts where i'm like booth you're a good cop and other parts where i'm like dude you would be fired right fired <laughs> but or yeah. should be fired should be fired. <laughs> yeah yeah so we move on to the lab back at the lab back at the lab and then, what is it we were talking about? They were, um, Bones informs Booth. Yeah, they basically, murder. they figure out that from the serial number yeah. that it's Nestor Olivos. Yes. And he's the son of a Venezuelan ambassador. Unfortunately. Um, but something that they figure out from observing his remains is that his hyoid was was broken. Yes. And for someone at his age... His hyoid is too flexible for it to be broken from hanging. Exactly. Like, meaning that he was probably murdered. Yes. And we gotta we gotta smack ourselves, because Agent Santana is already back. Yep, Remember from- There he is again. <laughs> Last episode, we're like, we never see him again. Boom. <laughs> Next he episode, <laughs> here he is. Psych, I'm back. You know, and I actually- I was really curious about the whole hyoid bone thing, so I actually looked it up to see if that was a real thing where oh, really? um, okay. kids' hyoid bones are more flexible. Pigopedia, what you got? Okay. So, a 1992 article by American forensic anthropologist D.H. Ubelaker. Ubelaker. <laughs> it's in the Journal of Forensic Sciences. So, here's the quote, and then I'll dumb it down, okay? All right. All right. So, the literature suggests that in all types of strangulation, the thyroid is is the most likely neck structure to be fractured. Fracture of the hyoid is most common in manual strangulation, Mm -hmm. in which about 34% of all victims show a fractured hyoid. 30% fractured thyroid, and 1% fractured cricoid? C-R-I-C-O-I-D. Let me know. Cricoid? Crisoid. In ligature strangulation, so ligature like you've been strung up, um, the frequency of the hyoid fracture falls to about 11% compared to 32% 32% thyroid, 9% cricoid. Mm-hmm. Hangings produce only 8% of fractured hyoids. 15% fractured thyroids and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, does that the, mean? the literature suggests <laughs> that the hyoid fracture, that hyoid fractures are rare in children's in children and infants. Okay. Since hyoid components are not fully ossified and are more flexible than adults. Meaning that if he was hung, he's less likely to, to have his hyoid broken. If a hyoid is broken, it's more likely from a manual strangulation than from dying immediately when he was hung. It's probably why, like, a lot of kids get away with just like, oh, look, I got a cord around my neck. 
Yes. <laughs> Kids are wild. Kids are wild. <laughs> the other thing, though, that I love about the next scene where they go and they see the the FBI because they're trying to declare whether or not it's a murder. Well, there were some things I actually did like about the lab, though. Okay. So I liked when Booth was trying to get on the platform, Zach pushes Booth, and I was just (laughs) dying because he's just like, don't push me, don't touch me, and I'm just like, (laughs) right, and unfortunate. And then Booth is like, I want a security card, and Bones is like, I want a gun. I was like, you can get your own gun, but Bones, like, (laughs) why does she want a gun from law enforcement? She could get a concealed carry, or I don't know if DC is open carry or not, but, like, there's this constant complaint of Bones wanting a gun, and I'm like, she just keeps asking for it. You can have one. Go buy one. It's America if you want one so bad. Do you think it's maybe approval from Booth, maybe? Do you feel like it's maybe something along those lines of him approving her of having a gun? I don't know. I think they've set up this weird system where it's like <laughs> somehow she's going to get a gun because she's a consultant, but yeah. that doesn't work. But you also like have that. to remember she was also very pissy in the beginning of the scene because of the whole how he was talking to her on the phone. Yeah, he had said, he said to her, I'll, we'll go over all the boring, boring details, details later. And it's funny because when he starts calling her bones again, when she's, she only gets mad when about him calling her bones when she's already pissed off at him. Any other time, she doesn't really mind. No. So it's hilarious when she's like, don't call me bones. And I'm I realized like, we, All for- right, honey. we forgot to mention in, when we were starting the episodes mm. is that Booth is the only one who calls Dr. Brennan bones. That's yes. his nickname for her. And it's so endearing. I love mm-hmm. that about him. But it shows his character, like how, yeah, he was just nickname everyone, like Hodgins' is Bug Boy. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bones and Angela. I don't even know. I don't know if he gave her a nickname. I don't remember either. No, it's only really Hodgins who gives Angela a nickname and he calls her Angie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But even in the scene, though, you notice how they really keep trying to push the whole, like, trust your gut instinct thing like they really keep trying to push brennan Mm -hmm. and it's just like all right i can see what this is all about (laughs) yes but yeah definitely push that you wanted to talk about the fbi yeah i i actually really love dr goodman really yeah i think he just kind of adds this adult to the show but he's he's witty he's classy you know, I remember him and forget him at the same time. It's like you know he was there, but he's not enough for me to be like, oh yeah, he's part of the gang. Yeah, but when I watched the first couple of episodes, season, whatever, yeah, I'm like, honestly, he could have stuck around and I wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't have mind either. I actually did like him. I thought the whole archaeology concept of him was great, but they don't show that till like later. Yeah, and he makes more sense as there being the head of the Jeffersonian because. Ultimately, it's a research yes. museum type place. It's yes. not a CSI lab. Yeah. They just do that on the side. And he kind of reminds you that they're consultants. Yes. Is how I, is why I liked him. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. So then Booth and Bones get in the car. Yep, they get in the car. And this is where they really have the discussion about. All men are created equal. Yes. Where 
Bones is like, well, some people are better than other people. Some people are smarter, you know? Yeah. But I think what Bones is trying, what Booth is trying to get at is the fact that, you know, treating people, you should treat people decently. Like everyone should be treated decently. There shouldn't really be status Mm -hmm. in a way it is. He's saying human life is valuable regardless of status. Yes. So therefore, this boy deserves the most of the investigation that he should get. Yes. Regardless of protecting your image, the image of the prep school. Yep. Yeah. I could see that. And I really did like that. Even though it's very short, I still liked that yeah. a and lot. It, and unfortunately, this kind of stuff is true in a lot of investigations where some victims just don't get the dedication that they need. They don't. From pressure nope. of status and nope. appearances and things like that. It's I mean, unfortunate. Things are better now. But we have a long way to go. Yes. It's so strange where it's like all this time has passed, but it feels like everything is being learned so slowly by society. It's crazy to me. It's like we've come so far, but we have so far to go. Exactly. And then, so they're they're driving to go to the Olivos family Mm -hmm. to let them know that they've identified Nestor. Yes. As the body. And... Booth is, like, trying to encourage Bones to be more sympathetic with the family. Yeah. And, you know, Bones gives the ambassador Nestor's necklace back, and they're like, You find that interesting on how that's their way of confirming that Nestor is like, yes, we found him. This is my evidence. (laughs) Like, nothing. Like, they didn't, there wasn't really anything else. They were just like, this is the evidence. Yeah, they didn't really go far to explain. <laughs> no, the like how, like, oh, this is your child. Thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, they could have talked about how, like, they identify through the implant. That's true. But no, they were like, here you go. This is his necklace. We know yeah. you probably know that this is his necklace. <laughs> the only thing I kept thinking about during this scene mm-hmm. was how much I don't understand sending your kids to um, a boarding school. Yeah. I just don't understand that. You, th- you realize how that's such a big thing even back then where it's like, if you don't act straight, I'm going to send you to a boarding school. Or like these rich families. Or boot camp. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And these rich families sending their kids to these schools. And it's Preparatory like, schools to straighten them up, straighten them out. To what get they some need class. is their parents. They do need rich their parents. kids need their parents too. They really do, especially at this age. They really need their parents. Yeah, it's like little kids need their parents, but I think the as older you get, the older you get, you forget, and you're like, oh, my kid's twelve. He can, you know, yes, he can maneuver the microwave. He could probably stay home alone. Like or, yeah, he they could brush their teeth, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean or that my, they're not going to need like psych psychiatric advice, right? Or my kid's 15, he can drive, you know, he can do all this. He doesn't need me, he can go to school. No, that's when your kids need you the most. Yes, That's when they're figuring out who they are. They don't know what to do in their life. It's getting scarier just because they can walk and run, drive, cook. Like, that doesn't mean that they can conquer the whole world now as Mm -hmm. much as the attitude is definitely there. Yep, But that doesn't mean they actually know everything. Nope, they do not. Nope, even we don't. <laughs> the older you get, the more you realize you don't know. Nope. That's why a lot of people say you learn from the kids. Mm-hmm. They remind you. Of, of how you should be. Yes, be a decent human being, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Yes. So, yeah. So, so, now we're going back to the lab. Yep. 
back to the lab. And Zach brings up Naomi's take a hint again. And now you realize Hodgins actually is listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, can we talk about how much of a bitch Naomi is for saying that? Yes. And it's just like, honey, you know how Zach is and you can't be a little more forgiving. Like, but even so, like, that's a total lack of communication. Yes. Relationships aren't about giving hints. Clearly, he's inexperienced. Yes. And you've talked to him in a social setting, so you know the kind of guy he is. Right. So it's like, it's crazy to think that she gave him the time of day. Right. And if she gave him the time of day, you'd think she'd have the enough social awareness on her end right. to let him know if he's doing something that bothers her. Like, I hate this whole, like, oh, well, he's got to figure it out. No. How are you supposed to know? He can't read your mind. Yeah. Like, that's what bothered me most about this. That's a lot on how, in general, in life, too, a lot of relationships mm -hmm. fail because of lack of communication. Yeah. And look how pressed he is this whole episode trying to figure it out. He even takes it all the way to the end. He He, just does not know what to do. He carries that storyline through. (laughs) He really does. He could have his own little segment and just be like, okay, take out all the scenes of just Zach. Just stressed about Naomi. Like, that could have been the entire episode, just him. I know. Poor guy. Poor kid. He's just he's so wholesome. <laughs> and then he's, and then uh, Hodgins doesn't help, and he's like, I'm gonna ask Booth. <laughs> yeah, because Hodgins like, go talk to someone earthy. Because <laughs> oh we connect up here. In the brain. <laughs> In the brain. But you need someone to help you down there. Down there. You need to so- talk to someone earthy. <laughs> and from that scene, we transition to... Uh, Booth's office where they're talking to the psychologist. Yes. She reveals that Nestor was suicidal, but Mm -hmm. his parents wouldn't put him on antidepressants. Right. And she says specifically that he was alienated by culture, language, and, you know, his disability. Right. And Hanover prep continues to push for a suicide declaration yep. based like they on that seriously push they push so hard just to get them off their backs mm-hmm. and and it's this point where they actually bring up that Nestor was on vacation yeah supposedly on his vacation with his roommate mm-hmm. this whole time you would think that'd be some vital information they could have brought up earlier but you know <laughs> yeah this it just makes me hate the prep school even more like they do a really good job of making you hate them yeah but it'd be like that that's what they want that's what they want <laughs> yeah they they did a good job of making us hate them right and and showing just how the bullying goes all the way to the top so annoying <laughs> But it's okay, because then we end up in the Chinese restaurant again. Mm -hmm. But this time is when you actually see Booth introduce Bones to, like, the chef. So you could really see, yeah, this was supposed to be the second episode. Yeah. Because this was when they were supposed to introduce the restaurant. Yeah, Sid, the owner of Wang Fu, the Chinese Mm -hmm. restaurant. And I actually really like the dynamic of the restaurant as a meeting place. Yes. And I also really like the whole Sid will pick your orders for you, trust Sid. Then you have this dynamic of, you know, they have like, they're going to have a bond together. Like Booth already knows them and now they have a connection. I really liked that. The idea of going to a restaurant and they just know what you want and you don't have to order is so enticing to me. I would love that. Like, can someone do that for my life? Right. 
Like, that just sounds amazing. I really, I feel that, though. I really feel that. And, of course, here's Hodgins' picky ass, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to still pick something. Yeah, Karma's going to get him. Exactly. It's just... (laughs) I also feel like you could have gotten some really interesting storylines out of a Chinese restaurant over a diner, because a lot of diverse groups of people eat Chinese food. Yeah, And I feel like it's not as diverse of a group of people that eat at a diner. Right. But, I mean, you you get sick of Chinese food eventually, so you can't have it every time. That's true, but you get sick of diner food, too. Yeah, I feel like they could have, like, rotated. Rotated a bit. Yeah, I I feel like like they could have kept the diner, but also kept this place, because it's an interesting, you know, premise. And this I think is they also... could have kept all three places, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. The bar. The bar, the, the diner, place. and the Chinese place, yep. yes. But, okay, so this part really makes me laugh because okay. when they bring out the pictures, I'm like, if this does not literally just signify the whole concept of eating while watching Bones... I don't know what does it because they literally have pictures of the crime scene, the body... On the table, and they're about to eat, and even Sid brings up, hey, like, (laughs) this is a restaurant. I got people here. I got guests. What are you doing? And it's like, this literally... (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's it's literally telling you, like, this is the type of people we are. Yes, this is who we are. This is who we are. (laughs) Is this who we are? It is. This is who we are. (laughs) It is. It's also in this scene where I feel like you see, like... Booth's gut and Bones' brains are yes. a great pair. But then you also see Angela start bringing up her street smart again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, she's always bringing in an interesting perspective. She does. And then the whole, what was it? I'm I'm more open-minded than you think, baby. Something oh along my those gosh. lines. I was like, oh, Angela, you flirt. She is. I love her, but also, it's weird because... <laughs> I'm a very territorial person, so right. I'm putting my brain in Bones' brain, and I would be very jealous, but at the same time, you know Angela's intentions are her just being a flirty person yes. at this point. At this point. However, comma. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually Pig saying. She says that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to steal that, feel free to. Yeah, but I got in her head. <laughs> she did. She got in my head, so now I say, however... Comma. comma. <laughs> or semicolon. We, semicolon. we do different types of sentences yes. here. Man, I lost my train. I thought we were talking about Angela. Yeah, I was saying how Angela's flirty. <laughs> Angela's flirty. But she's not a threat she's at this time. She's not a threat. And I mean, like, they... T- okay, I remember it now. Okay. However, comma, if Booth were willing to get down with her, she would not say no. Hmm... Like, especially, like, right now, before Bones, I feel like she would have been down I for agree. It. I However, agree. comma, when Bones and Booth do start to have something and it's more, you know, in obvious. their face, more obvious, she will back off. And she yeah. just defends Bones to the very end, you yes. know? So that's how I feel about her. I agree one. with you. Yes. I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. Bones and Booth go and they interview Tucker, the roommate. He reveals that he was good friends with Nestor Mm -hmm. and that he lied for Nestor, that Nestor was traveling with him for the holiday or whatever. Yes. So that Nestor could go and meet a girl. Yep. 
And it's funny because this is how you could see, like, again, the time. But, I mean, it's probably still going on. But you really see, like, at this time, they're really bringing up retard is a bad word. Like, Mm. don't say that. And it's, like, even, like, still, you know, you shouldn't really say it. But it's not used as much, at least where we are. Mm -hmm. We don't really hear it as much. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting how here you really brought it up, like, oh, retard. Something that's bad words. Something that's interesting is how like euphemisms for mental illness Mm -hmm. are considered politically correct and then they kind of age out and become offensive and then there's a new word. So like for example, mentally retarded, you know, the word retarded just means underdeveloped. Yes. Like inherently. Right. And for a period of time, like that was the correct term. Or like the word idiot was a classification for you know, um, uh, your IQ or same thing with moron. Like right. all of these things that are like considered moron. insults now were once m- like term, <laughs> like medical terms. And now it's an insult. Yeah. So it's, it's kind so of tough because it's like, it's hard to keep up. But at the same time, I feel like it's, it's fu- funny because like even like dick can be a bad word. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it could be someone's name. How in the world? It could also be someone's body part. Sidebar. How is Dick short for Richard? Tell me this. I have been saying this, like, for forever with Pig. Like, how is... I just can't. I feel like it just just started by someone who hated someone named Richard. And they just started calling him a dick. Yeah. But then for some reason, that became... (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it, it just rolled out yes it just rolled out and i know there are other names that it's the same exact way it's totally something different the nickname is completely different mm-hmm. but with this one specifically yes richard dick seriously mm-hmm. yeah y- you're fired I feel you. whoever said it you're fired <laughs> in this scene i realized that i was I was so much more entertained by this episode that I wasn't really looking at any, like, law enforcement inconsistencies. Yes. Which, you know, I could nitpick a lot of episodes, so I'm only gonna... We nitpicking. Yeah, I'm only gonna point out things that I think are interesting or educational. Yeah. But, but if this, we get to that point, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but in this scene, I was gonna point out something that they did good, which is, it's low-hanging fruit, but the fact that they didn't interview minors... Alone. Yes. Like, I noticed that you too. have to interview them with the presence of their parents. Would yes. they do it in an interrogation room? Probably not, but at least the parents were there. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> I love how the dad is like, well, if Tucker did it, he's got to say it. That had <laughs> me dying. I was like, dang, just throw him under the bus, would you? I was like, that's my mom. She she told me, like, if any of my siblings would m- murder somebody, she's like, yeah, I'm turning you in. <laughs> like, you're gone. Like, you kill somebody, well, that's not cool. Think about it this way. That's probably why Tucker's at that prep school. He's just like, <laughs> screw this kid. This is your punishment. You end up here. That's why he acted the way he did. True. <laughs> True. But this prep school, it's not like a boot camp or anything. It's, it's like not. for rich kids. It's just for rich kids. They're just a bunch of idiots there. Mm-hmm. So at least that's how I'm just calling yeah. them. I apologize to your prep school children. I apologize. We we all we love you dearly. Love, peace, whatever the love Around the world is. Love for peace, generations. Love peace joy? Something like that. Yes. Whatever it is. <laughs> But yes, so now we move on to, you know, Nestor's room, war 
No, it was the ambassador, was it? Yeah, yes. so the ambassador shows up to Bones' office. Yes, that's what it was. And she shows a video of Nestor receiving the implant. So he's yes. first hearing his mother's voice. Mm-hmm. And Fun fact, the picture that she gave, what he's wearing is what altar boys wear when they go to church. What's it called? I don't know what the clothing is called. I just so, know that what he's wearing is what altar boys wear. The so ones who actually participate. Is you're a fake Catholic, Loki? Yeah. I never got to be an altar boy. One, I'm not a boy. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. There's always time. <laughs> okay, tell me this though. When I was younger, I was like. I want to be a priest. And then I was like, wait, you no gotta mind. be a man to I, be a priest. I think you'd be a great a, priest. Because I remember my mom's like, you can't be a priest, you'd have to be a nun. And I was like, but I want to be a priest. Yeah. Yeah, you break that glass ceiling. I will. I'll and, shatter it. And you be a priest. I'll be a priest. Yeah. And I will be fabulous. You'll be a fabulous priest. And I also figured I couldn't get married, so I was like, um... All right. You That's be you be a married be female married. priest. I feel like I'm at that point I'm just a pastor in a Christian church at that point. You you I mean yeah. 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 <laughs> That's kind of what it is. That's what it turned into. <laughs> true. True true true. Yes. Well, and, yeah. So then so she's yeah. showing her the video basically um Mrs. Olivos is saying it's kind of interesting because she's basically telling Bones, you are a really smart lady and I respect that. Right. But I'm a mother and as a mother, I have a certain knowledge that maybe you don't. Yeah. And she says this in a very non-condescending way. Yes. Which is good because a lot of people are intimidated by Bones and Bones kind of, kind of yes and no acts like she knows everything. Yes. And she shows her this video, and this um, is why she's the ambassador. The way she, she is talks the ambassador, <laughs> you know. And she's she basically saying Hanover's going to do whatever they can to cover this up. Yes. She just wants Bones to know. Please look at this boy and understand that a boy who's gone through this, who's gone through this and lived through this miracle, would not want to kill themselves. Yes, and I feel like that's debatable though too. Because in general, like, even if someone's been through a miracle, does not mean they would always be happy, though. Mm-hmm. In general, doesn't mean they would want to keep living. It's kind of a balancing board because when it comes to people who are going through depression and suicidal thoughts, a lot of the times you may not guess that they're suicidal. Exactly. And people will say that they were surprised, mm-hmm. they had no idea. Yeah. And sometimes it's very obvious, and her kid's going to a boarding school. Right. You know? And she hadn't seen him in two weeks, and she didn't put in a missing persons nope. report. She was just like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. And that kind of shows, like, you know, she didn't really have as much time for him mm-hmm. when she should have, you know? But she was the ambassador. Busy lady. Yeah. You know? That's true. But at the same time, like, I understand as a mother, she would just want to be like, you know, my child was happy. Like, like she knows her child is what right. she's trying to say. And it's it's one mm-hmm. thing to be like that. And I just feel like in real life, you know, sometimes you think you know someone, you think you know what's going on in their head. But that's true. You never actually truly know someone. Yeah. You and never actually know what's going in their head. And Bones reassures her, too. She's like, 
you know what, I'm going to find out the truth. And I like that, how she said that and how she was very sincere. I really liked that, Me her too. better character. Me it was very too. good. <laughs> and then they go and they run scenarios on the Angelotron yes. to determine how Nestor's hyoid was broken. And there it is again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the Angelotron. I know. I, I love, love the Angelotron. It. I love it so much. Basically, it's at, is that the part where they figure out that it took eight days or something? No. Or is that later? No, that's later. This is the part where they're just realizing, you know, they it's, it's not going to break. It could not break. Or is it this one? Mm, I can't. No, 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 no. It happens later because they find the special K. Oh yes, yes, yes. So they're just they're running different scenarios on mm-hmm. how on how his high would. Oh, that's right. How his high would would Hyoid. be broken <laughs> from the hanging, and yes. they're basically saying there's no way the hanging on its own would have fractured his hyoid bone. Yes. And then from there, they end up going to Nestor's room at the yep. boarding school. Yeah. And. Booth knocks out this security guard. That was so funny. Who turns out to be uh, from the Venezuelan embassy. Yeah, he was working for the ambassador. Mm-hmm. She wanted someone to go down there to find something in, you know, Nestor's room to prove, like, hey, guys, my son did not kill himself. I think what know? they were, what she was trying to prove was the fact that anybody could have gone in there to hurt her son. Yes, because that was then, also the bigger one, too. Because the agent is like, and clearly I failed because I didn't go undetected. Right. And apparently the school told her that it was definitely a suicide, even though Bones declared it Which a homicide. Which is so messed up. Like, come on, guys. Like, it shows a lot about, you know... The headmaster again like come on now yeah. seriously like you're gonna tell the ambassador to, ambassador this even after just talking to the authorities like hey like they just told you they don't think it's a suicide but you're just gonna be like oh yeah screw you guys i'm gonna tell yes. the ambassador messed up of venezuela yeah your son definitely killed himself all righty then all righty then no and did you detect a hint of jealousy from booth in this scene Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yes, yes, now that I think about it. When uh, they were talking. Yeah. When Bones was talking to the guy, the security. The security guard. Yes. He says something like, the power, like, he says something like, if someone says something in a Spanish accent, it's interesting. And she just kind of sits there for a moment, and then mm-hmm. Booth has to, like, He makes her, a like, face. Come on, let, let's go now. Like, mm-hmm. and he even looks at the security, like, dude. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I was like, the power of an accent, unless it's an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> all, <laughs> it's more interesting. Well, any anything is more interesting than your own. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then they go back to Nestor's room, yes. and they're looking through his music, and yes. they find the DVD. Now, when they're looking at <laughs> how he has his music organized, Booth is like, Oh, girls organize their stuff alphabetically, and guys organize it by good stuff at the top, bad stuff at the bottom right. I was like, um, I don't organize my stuff alphabetically. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think I go more like genre. Mm-hmm. Genre, or I even just, I don't know, I just took, I honestly just take I would do genre or like color of the case. Or artists. Just keep mm-hmm. the artists together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. I do that. And so. sometimes I'll switch it up depending on 
if I just wanted to look different. Or sometimes I say, screw it. It's just going up. Yeah. <laughs> just put it up there. <laughs> so then the the DVD but, that they found, they end up watching it. Oh, Tur- and also Booth mentions a thing. He says, enjoyment is the opposite of suicide. See? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, all right, Booth. Okay, we get it. We get it. We know. We know. <laughs> we know you don't think it's a suicide. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, they discover that there is a porn DVD in a Mozart CD case. Yep. It's of Nestor and an unidentified female. Yes. Zach finds the porn kinky. Wild in kinky <laughs> sex. Even oh though it's God. not at all. But he said wild and kinky. And Hodgins is... And here Hodgins has heartburn at this point. Yes, because he it's, didn't listen to Sid. Mm-hmm. We're back at the lab, by the way, guys. We're back at the lab when this is happening. Mm-hmm. Where they, they, No, they didn't just sit in Nestor's room, no. kick off their shoes, and And then every, watch the gang the just room. came along. No, they, they mm-hmm. ended up back at the lab, and they watched some of it with the gang. And that's when Zach is like, oh, yeah. Wild and kinky sex. <laughs> and Hodgins is like, no, this is very basic beginner yeah. stuff, my guy. As he burps again because of his heartburn. <laughs> you gotta listen to Sid. You gotta listen to Sid. Trust the words. <laughs> and then you notice how, like, Hodgins, and again, I'm just gonna be on this Hodgins and Angela train. Yes. He's like, Angela, do you have any bicarbonate? Yes. Like, Angela, my tummy hurts. <laughs> Come take care of me. Like, you could already see, like, he's just, like, finding comfort through Angie. Like, he's yes. just like, you're my girl already. Ever mm-hmm. since. Always his girl. Always his girl. Yeah. (laughs) Then they go back to... They go back to the school to tell the principal about the sex tape. Yes. And he's, like, not even the least bit surprised. Apparently, all these kids are making amateur porn and swapping it around. (laughs) And clearly, this was before our time, because... Oh, we also got more (laughs) sex tapes prior to this scene. We got more sex tapes from the sheriff... Who was aware? So that's why she no. They got get more the sex. they get the sex tapes after they tell really them about it because what happens is oh, they tell yeah, the principal yeah, yeah, about yeah. the sex tapes. It was after. Yep, and he's like, Mother. "Oh yeah, we get those all the time, but we turn them over to law enforcement, so yeah, we don't have them." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they come, and then now Booth is giving her the cold shoulder now too, like. Mm. You're not doing your job. Obviously, Bones is right. You just want to keep your status. Hmm. Yeah. But what I like about the the scene where they're talking to the principal. Yes. Is this is where Bones and Booth really feel like a team. Yeah, I like that. I <laughs> because... feel like the episode in general, too. Jesus feel more, like, solid. Yeah, but this scene in particular, because Booth, like, threatens to take the principal down to the station. And Bones <laughs> is like, like, yeah, he doesn't like you. Yeah, he'll do it. He don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> I love that. I was like, yeah, you got him threatening and you got her telling him straight. Like, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot more moments like that in the show where they're just kind of like, yeah, don't mess with her. Don't, don't mess do with it. him. It's don't gonna touch happen. Him. <laughs> I yep. love it. I just, I love that so much. And then the principal tells them who's in the sex tape. Her name's like Cam- Camden Cam- Destry. Mm-hmm. And so they confront her and her mom. Yes. Camden's like... I wasn't involved with Nestor. I don't, I don't know what you're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> and they show her the tape, and she's like, I had no idea. I Why loved him. Why would he him. do this? Blah, blah, blah. And honestly, Booth's just doing that. I'm like, I hate liars, too. I I feel you, Booth. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Like, I 
props to you, even if you're humiliating her. Yeah. Props to you. And then after this scene, they get the other tapes from the sheriff. Yes. And then is. on one of the tapes, they find it's Camden's mother and yep. Nestor's roommate, Tucker, yep. doing the dance with no pants. Yes. Like, whoa, plot twist. And they interview Tucker, and Tucker reveals that they were Hold on, hold on. Go back, go back, go back. What? Because something I want to bring up. Okay. Two things. Okay. So, first of all. When they're discovering the sex tapes. Mm-hmm. Interesting how they just get to sit and watch sex tapes. I find that interesting that, you know, this is the job. Like, you sometimes you gotta sit and watch the sex tapes because mm-hmm. this is evidence. Like, <laughs> I find that just so fascinating. Like, well, yeah, time to watch the sex tapes, guys. <laughs> I have a side story for you off the podcast specifically about that. But oh, yes. wonderful. Wonderful. But yes, when that's your job, I can't, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the second thing I wanted to bring up, again, this is how I find it fascinating. <laughs> so how Bones mistakens the roommate for Nestor. Oh. <laughs> like, ser- again, this is what I mean, where it's like, you're trying to believe that she is the most... C- couldn't you know, she tell by his parietal bones? Right. Like, I'm just like, I love you, Bones, but here's <laughs> another inconsistency. Like, you're trying to say, you. this is what you do. You just know. Mm-hmm. But here, you just mistaken Tucker for Nestor, when, who was sleeping with the mom, of mm-hmm. Camden's mom. So I was like, hmm, interesting, interesting plot twist. (laughs) But, you know, everyone just, you know, we set that aside. (laughs) I agree. But yeah, so going back to what you're saying, we're getting to the special K. Yes, getting the special K. So they figure out that he had ketamine in his system. Mm -hmm. And um, Hodgins' (laughs) indigestion inspires Bones to realize that... (laughs) um, that stomach acids in Nestor's uh, throat, throat, esophagus, esophagus kind of weakened his hyoid bone, mm-hmm. um, allowing it to crack. Yep. So that's when they run some more scenarios through the Angelotron. And if you notice, when you walk in, you like how there's already just... Scena- like, I don't know what Angela was doing because she was on her computer, but you like how on the hologram, there's already scenarios of it just snapping yes. over and over again. I'm like, all right, <laughs> just imagine just walking in, no clue what's going on, and you just see snap. Snap, snap. snap. Absolutely. <laughs> snap, crackle pop. Yep. So they figure out that that's why the hyoid bone cracked was over the days of him hanging there, mm-hmm. um, the stomach acids built up and basically like, okay, this is a suicide. And Booth is like, nope, this <laughs> is not a suicide. You're wrong. Right. So then Angela- like he's really defending this. Yep. And then Angela talks to Bones about it and basically is talking to her about- you know, trusting her own instincts and intuition. Mm-hmm. And Bones seems just like she's frustrated because she even says, I'm the one interested in finding the truth. And everybody's got an agenda. Even the police officer who's trying to solve this case has an agenda. Right. And you kind of see how much the truth means to her because mm-hmm. that's how she cares for the victims. Right. That if she can be as rigidly unbiased and she can find the truth, that's how she cares for them. That's how she yes, brings justice. Exactly. And I I love that. I just love that. And knowing that there are people, well, you know, characters, but knowing that there are people out there like her. 
And that's why I nice love her know. character, how it's so much for, yes. let's look at the evidence. What let's does the evidence, the evidence say? And it's really trying to emphasize that. And people, like, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. And I really, really like that. Me too. You know? But in her, earlier in the scene, before they discover the special K, Zach reveals that he did have sex with Naomi. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> good. So then he tries to, he wants to get sex advice from Booth. Oh. And here again, <laughs> totally dismisses him again. But you just see, like, Zach's like, help me. I know. Like, he's looking at Booth like he's a sex god. Like, help me. <laughs> like, father, have help done wrong. Me. Like, the poor guy. All he wants to do is write by Naomi. Naomi don't care. Hodges don't care. Booth don't care. Ain't nobody caring. Ain't nobody giving him the time of day. Like, know, poor, poor Zach. <laughs> We're already almost done with the episode. He's still on it about Naomi. Yeah, it's messed up. It is. So moving on to, you know, more of the sex tape. So then they look at them again. Yeah. And they see that Cameron, Camden, Camden. I want to say Cameron. It's because, you know, Camden, I mean, in my opinion, I've usually known Camden as a male name, mm-hmm. not as much as a female name. So it's interesting how they made it a female name in this. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those white people made up names. <laughs> you know, like where it's just kind of like one of those names. Yeah, it just got that. It's just but got that vibe. But at the same time, it. I've I feel like it's also been around for a while cuz I remember knowing that name from a while ago. So, that's it's true. probably been around back then. Just one of those names that died out, you know, for good reason. <laughs> I mean, just kidding. I if your name is Camden, I love you. We love you so much. <laughs> but it, basically, they find out that she knew the she knew the camera was on. Yes. Right. Like this is them. So this is the gang was you know they were reviewing the tape again. Yeah, and uh, Bones. Bones is the one who figures it out. I'm like, look at you looking at body language. Right. Okay. The zooms though. The zoom on the seahorse, and then the zoom on the eye roll. Really, technology. That's Seriously? that CSI effect at work. Movie magic. I, you zoom in on a <laughs> on a 2005 camcorder video, and you get that HD resolution. 4K. 4K. <laughs> to where you see the freaking goosebumps on her chest right. <laughs> that's ridiculous but but anyways they confront her on it yes they do confront her so she informs that she gave tucker permission to sleep with her mom disgusting and camden and tucker decided to record her to record camden having sex with nestor to blackmail him Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Well, are you okay? Yes. Are you good? Technical Are you alive? Yes, I'm Hello, okay. Hello, are you out there? <laughs> okay, so anyways. Um, Pig had some technical difficulties. Yes. We apologize, guys. <laughs> um, so she gives Tucker permission. They're blackmailing Nestor. And uh, I hate Camden so much. Yes. Because literally she's saying this stuff like, oh... I always liked him. I thought he was cute. And I'm like, okay, then why did you blackmail him and help kill him if you liked him so much? Right. Like, why would you do that? Like, that takes, like, the whole concept of, oh, if he hits you, he likes you to a whole other level. Like, oh, if she kills you, it means she loves you. If she blackmails you into making a sex tape, then she cares. She cares 
Just a little bit. You know, that's just enough. But if she kills you, cherry on top. Yeah, that means that you, means that's the mean most. you made it. You made it. She loves you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And at this at this point I was just like, bitches ain't shit. Bitches be tripping. They really knew. But I was like, really, girl? You gonna do them like that? Yeah, it's so messed up. <laughs> they really are. And she, she, she decides to cooperate and snitches on Ticker. Tucker. Tucker. Ticker, is that you? Wow. Winnie snitches. the Pooh, are you here? <laughs> snitches on Tucker. Oh my god, it's late. It's snitches okay. on Tucker for a deal. Yes. And because bitches age, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> she does. She really sucks. And also, I would have loved to see some justice happen for Mrs. Destry right. for her statutory rape. Right. Like we just lightly glazed over that. Right. Like the most she gets is called a perv by uh, her daughter. Okay. So this is my thought when we got back to the lab when you know Bones and Booth were filling. Well. It, it was Bones, mostly filling in the ambassador on what happened to Nestor. Yeah. And what happened, my first thought was like, oh, poor mom goes through so much with her kids hearing, you know, all her only oh, kids yeah. hearing, only to have him murdered because of a skanky mom. Yeah, true. Like, seriously? Well, skanky Destry. mom and messed up kids. Mrs. Destry is the real villain in this like, seriously, honey? But then we're going to focus on Camden, though. We're going to focus on Camden. But really, the real villainy here, it starts with a horny, skanky mom. Yeah. Come on now. And we're just totally going to, you know, not even touch upon it. Nope. Not totally even a little. It. Not even a little. Yeah, I feel so bad for her. But I really liked how Bones was able to kind of comfort her and yes. give them closure closure and I it was, that nice. was really nice it's really telling her you know Nestor was a good man and yeah. died trying to do the right thing and he really was it's just the damn headmaster the damn mom the damn mom's kid Camden yeah they were like, all horrible all, damn all of them and mm. then of course you know Tucker England hey, Tucker ain't even gonna involve in this like you know here he is. He got to bang a mom, make a sex tape with the mom. Mm-hmm. You know, now he has a free room for himself. And he, you know, he helped with the murder, but, you know, he wasn't really the one who did it. No, she- he's going to. No. So Camden got the deal because she snitched on Tucker. So Tucker's <laughs> going to get a more of a sentence wow. and Camden's going to get a plea deal because she's talking. Unless Tucker, you know, decides to snitch on Camden and it's a back and forth. But basically, either one of them or both of them is going to get something. Wow. This kind of gives me Hustler vibes because the other night, Pig and Panda were watching <laughs> Hustlers. And if you guys seen the ending, that's, that's kind of how it be feeling. Spoilers, mm-hmm. guys. You do sorry. the same thing. Some That's what happens. And honestly, if it were me, I'd go with a plea deal because <laughs> right. it works better in your favor. Right. Oh, and another thing is that, even at the lab, though, I love the way Booth says temperance. Mm. Like, it just rolls so nice the way he says it. And he only says it oh so much. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. It's really nice to hear. I think we're just in love with Booth. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I mean, can you blame us? No. I mean, I don't blame us. I mean, 
Are you really a Bones fan? If you did have a thing for either Booth, Hodgins... If you didn't have a thing for every single person in the cast. (laughs) If you weren't a simp for any of them. (laughs) Seriously. So now we're back at Wong Fu's, the Chinese restaurant again. Yep, where we're back to simping for Zach because he's such a sweetheart. And we're listening to Angela give her sexual wisdom Mm -hmm. to Zach. And how Zach is just like, everything contradicts itself. I just don't understand. But. Angela actually gives him really good advice. She does. And you gotta give her credit for that. She tells him that basically he needs to go to Naomi and mm-hmm. say, look, I don't know anything. I want you to teach me. Yeah. And honestly. It's all about communication. It's all about communication. If Naomi would have just said, like, I'm so into this B plot where I'm like, Naomi, you're the problem here. Yes. If Naomi Granted, said, we're biased for Zach. But even so, if you analyze it, okay, so okay. so they have a sexual encounter, right? Mm-hmm. It obviously didn't go well. Yes. She says, you need to take a hint if you don't know. I don't know. He's like, but I don't know. I understand what you're, the words, but I don't understand what they all mean. What did I do wrong? Right. And she doesn't want to tell him. She wants him to do. Just figure it out. Mental gymnastics. Take a hint. To read her mind. Right. And if she would have <laughs> said, hey, look. This wasn't that great. And he'd be like, look, I don't really know she what I'm doing. She was in paleontology, wasn't she? Yeah, dinosaur lady. She's Ross. She's Ross from That's Friends. Why. Yes. That's yeah. why. Passive aggressive. It makes sense. It makes sense. Think about it. Think about how Ross did. Think about aggressive. how Ross did so many girls so wrong. Yeah. It's a paleontology thing. Uh, uh, you know what? We're going to make that a stereotype. People who are into paleontology are passive-aggressive. Yes, and just don't want to communicate. True. (laughs) True. But Angela gives solid advice, and I hope it works out. I hope so, too. And this is also around the time Booth comes in, and he's just like, what the hell, guys? Like, this is my place. You know what I just thought of? What do you think? (laughs) Because we watched Shrek yesterday. This this is is my my swamp. That's what I was thinking. It really was. He walks in. This is my swamp. What are you misfit fairy tale creatures doing here? (laughs) This is my place. Get off my bar. Yep. You know. And then and then Bones walks up to him, and this is and she like is talking about he has this subconscious ability to read body language. Yes. And I feel like this is where Bones' fascination with Booth's intuition. You know, yeah, it really shows, and more heart in yeah. her. Where like, she, you see her like admiring yes. his ability. Like she's like even like I want to learn from you. Yes, I want to learn more about you. Like you just you fascinate. fascinate me. Mm-hmm. And you see that carry on where in other episodes where she talks about his ability. To yes, like read. she's proud of mm-hmm. him, and yeah. I think that's not only in relationships but even friendships. It's nice to have that solid part yes. where you're just proud of. Who you have as a companion in your life, you know? Yep. And he finally gets that security card. Okay. Back up first. Okay. Because you remember the part before he gets a security part. Like, the security card. Mm-hmm. Bones speaking Latin. That's hot. Mm. I was like, dang, okay, Bones. Yes. Maybe you do something to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoo, I felt that sexual tension yes. through the screen. Right. I'm like, my ears are trembling. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that thing about foreign languages that just they just they, roll off the tongue. They do, and it's just like wow, 
Wow. They work very nicely. <laughs> but Booth's face on the ID card, though, it's so serious. It is. He but don't he look like the type of guy who wants to smile no, in a picture. I know, right? Yes. His face, though, is just so funny. He's just like, hmm, I approve. Like, mm-hmm. he looks so serious, my dear. <laughs> he does look serious. But you know what? He's he's our sweet little puppy. Who finally got his security card. Yes, he did. And now he can shut up about his security <laughs> card. But Bones will not shut up about getting a gun. She really won't. Even though she could get one on her own. It's not even that serious, honey. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. And then that's where the where the episode zooms out. and Yeah, and that's the end, that's of, the end of, of that, that. episode. <clears throat> I hope you guys enjoyed our commentary. <laughs> and now we will move on. To our true crime segment with mm-hmm. Pigapedia. Yes. What you got for today, my dear? Alrighty. So I'm not going to reveal the connection okay. until the end of it. Okay. Okay. Let's see this take. Okay. And action. <laughs> so, um, class, if you open up the PowerPoint to slide one. <laughs> <laughs> to slide one. You will see um, the beautiful Adrian Shelley. Adrian Shelley. She's an actress. As I was saying, like this looks like an actress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen the movie Waitress? Uh, I heard a lot about it. Isn't that also a musical? Yes. Yeah. So I've she, never actually seen it or, or anything. She wrote, co-starred in, and directed it. Wow, multi-talented. A multi-talented queen. We love a multi-talented queen. We love multi-talented queens. So, quick bio. She's born June 24th, 1966. Oh. And um, her her stage name is Adrienne Shelley, but her... Uh, her born name is Adrian Levine. Levine? I don't know. Interesting. American actress, film director, screenwriter. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, and as you know, I mentioned Waitress. Yes. Now a Broadway show. Okay? Yes. So, on November 1st, 2006, okay. at around 930, Andy Ostroy, her husband, drops off Adrian at the Abingdon square apartment in manhattan's west village she uses this apartment as an office she um didn't reach out to andy all day though so he starts getting concerned at around 5 45 p.m at least he gets concerned i appreciate Mm -hmm. that so he goes to the apartment building and he asks i can't remember if it was the doorman or the superintendent but he has someone to come up to the apartment with him okay so he goes in the apartment, and the front door is unlocked. And he goes in the bathroom, and he sees Adrian hanging from the shower rod oh my God. over the bathtub. Oh my God! With a bed sheet around her neck. Oh my God! So the door was unlocked. That's horrifying. Yep, absolutely horrible. Like, can you imagine? That sounds like a lot of work too. You just drop off your wife just to do some work, and you come back to your apartment, and you see this scene, like, out of a horror movie. That is terrible. That doesn't even sound real. This is real? This is real. 2006. Oh, my God. The door was unlocked. How old was she? She, so this was 2006. She was 40. She's 40? Mm-hmm. And they have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, my God. Sophie. 
I don't think she killed herself. So the door was unlocked and money was missing from the apartment. Oh, yeah. She did not kill herself. So the New York Police Department would not agree with you initially. They believed that she took her own life because the autopsy found that she died as a result of neck compression. Okay. Andy refused to believe this. He's like, there's no way Adrian killed herself. She was happy in both her personal and professional life. Right. So, and this was 2006. Waitress didn't come out until 2007. So she was waiting to hear back about Waitress being accepted at Sundance Film Festival. Okay. So, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. So she wrote, co-starred, and directed this film, and she never got to see it released. Wait. The film? She yeah. didn't even get to see the no, film? No, it didn't release until 2007. I thought we were talking about the Broadway for that. No, the so movie the, film. the movie oh came God. out in 2007. She didn't even get to see it, and oh, it yeah, was so, so the, popular. So the Broadway one came out way later. Though. Oh, yeah, that's okay, within the last okay. so many years. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she didn't even get to see, like, the fruits of her labor. Oh, my God. I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so, God. So everyone says that she was like just so full of life and so aware of her mortality but not in a creepy way in a way of like you never know if you're gonna have tomorrow yeah like she looks so happy she's very full of life if you look at the next page you see the picture of her her daughter and her husband yeah they look happy Mm -hmm. the daughter's adorable i know she her name is sophie she's two and a half years old that's so sad. And she loved being a mom. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah, so oh he's like, God. he's like, there's no way she killed herself. Right. So they're persistent, they push it, and um, the police actually listen. And, wow. And they take another look at the crime scene, and they see on the toilet next to her body, there's a sneaker print that's in gypsum dust. Uh-huh. And the print... Was matched. Dust is. It's like like you'd find at like a construction site. I oh, think okay, it's okay. in like drywall or something. Okay. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> All um right. so the print that they found in the bathroom, it matched another set of prints in the building where there was construction going on. Yeah. That on the, the construction was going on the day that that she died. So the shoe print could have came from a construction mm-hmm. worker. Yep. So, the investigators go to the building owner, Luis Hernandez. Okay. And they're like, look, you know, we, clearly whoever's doing this is wearing these type of shoes. Right. Do you know anybody like that? And he's like, well, there is a guy who wears sneakers to to work, but there's no way he could have done it. Like, he's a good kid, you know? (laughs) That's what they all say. (laughs) So, on November 6th, 2006... So how much, how many, how much time has passed since they found her body? Uh, five days. Okay, five days later. Mm-hmm. Diego Pilco, a 19-year-old man, is arrested. Okay. Okay. Pilco is an Ecuadorian immigrant. He's in the States illegally, but he's working for Bradford General Contractors, which is the company that's doing the construction in the building. Okay. Pilco, he lived with his cousin... He worked six days a week in construction, and even on his day o- days off, he was working as a superintendent. So he's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. But he's working hard because 
um, when he he had to pay coyotes to bring him into the U.S., mm-hmm. so he owed money. So he's working hard to pay off that debt. He has a lot of debt. That's yes. That's never so, hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's never easy. It's always hard. <laughs> no, it's it's really tough situation to be yeah. in. So once he's in custody, Diego confesses to staging Adrian's death to look like a suicide. What? In his first confession. Diego says that Adrian complained of the noise um, from the bottom floor. I was about to say, I feel like it has something to do with her complaining. (laughs) From the construction, right? Yeah. Diego says that they argued, and he threw a hammer at her. Oh, shit. And and so she she comes down on the floor where they're doing the construction. Let's say she's complaining. They're arguing. He throws a hammer at her, and she walks away. So he's scared that she's going to complain and that he's going to get deported. Yeah. You know, he's working so hard Because to... he just threw the hammer, even mm-hmm. though it didn't hit her. Yeah. He said he was having a bad day. He was just having a bad day, and she just caught him on a bad night. I'm just going to say, even on my bad days, I'm not necessarily throwing hammers at people. <sighs> I ain't going to throw a hammer. Maybe I'll throw someone, but I ain't going to throw a hammer at you. Mm-hmm. No, no. So, so did he, he strangle her? So he follows her back to the apartment. Because he's scared. Mm-hmm. So he says that Adrian hit him. Now, Adrian, look at her. She's she's this little thing. He says he hit her, or she hit him, and there was a struggle, and that resulted in her falling and dying from the fall. Wait, on, what, what were they on, like stairs or something? He doesn't, I couldn't find a specific description of where, but I'm assuming it's in the apartment. Okay. So, Jeez. the second story he gives is that while he was on a break in the construction, Adrian was coming into her apartment and he followed her. He assaulted what? her, leaving her unconscious, faking the suicide. Just cause. I'm guessing that's the second confession. No more. What the hell? He has right? That- <laughs> So the first one made more sense. The second one, bro. Well, you know what? I will have sound to like con- a stalker. I have to contradict you here because okay. the second one is actually more in line with the evidence than the first one. Wow! Because there wasn't any dust found on Adrian's shoes, and she wasn't even wearing any shoes. Uh-huh. So. If she had gone, gone down, down, she would have had dust. She on. would have had the dust on her shoes, but there's nothing. So it's more consistent that he followed her, came to the apartment. So he was stalking mm-hmm. her, and he was probably like, "Oh, famous lady." Mm-hmm. But here, here's the most mess- messed up part. Okay. Okay. What he didn't know was that when he hung Adrian, she was still alive. Oh my god. She was just unconscious. Oh, my God. So if he would have not staged the suicide, she would have survived. Wow. So he thought when he assaulted her. That she was dead. Why did he even assault her in the first place? So (laughs) Pilko pleads guilty to first degree manslaughter. Okay. And he's sentenced to 25 years. So... People are kind of upset at first because why wasn't he charged with first-degree murder or whatever? Right. Well, just because of the the nature of the crimes where he thought she was already dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
the prosecution felt they had a better chance of maintaining this conviction than had they gone to court and he could plead down to an even lesser charge. So they were just trying to get the most out of the situation. Yeah. So at Pilko's uh, sentencing, March 13th, 2008, so two years later after she's dead. Okay. He gave a third story. Oh my gosh. So here's some... Some information when it comes to how people are convicted. Okay. So, initially, someone's arrested. They're charged Mm -hmm. with a crime. Right. Then they have this thing called an initial appearance. Okay. That's when they show up and the judge determines whether or not they're going to, like, be put on bail or whether they're going to stay in custody. And they set a date for court. That's why it takes so long. The whole process mm-hmm. takes forever. Paperwork, so they set it. They set a date for court, and that's the trial. Okay. Right. Then you can be convicted at the trial. Right. But you don't get sentenced. You don't know what time you're going to get yet because okay. there is certain information that is allowed to get into a trial. Like yeah. sometimes they'll throw it out. They say that's not relevant. Yeah. But at the sentencing, since someone's convicted they can consider evidence that couldn't make it into trial to determine what someone's sentence is. Mm. So the, at this third kind of court case is the sentencing. So this is why at this time he's providing another confession because oh he's gosh. hoping that this confession will, will help, will help look, him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's already convicted. He's going to get something. Okay. But this, so this will point, determine he's how like, much. Hopefully, I don't get as much this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does he say? So he says that he wanted to rob her instead, and that when Adrian caught him, he attacked her, and then he tied the sheet around her neck to choke her and hung her from the curtain rod. But this doesn't really make sense mm, because make she was sense. unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he gets sentenced anyway. At the sentencing, though, here's like, here's like the saddest part. And I'm, my hope is to make you cry. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. The evil. So Adrian's husband and the family members at the trial say that they'll never forgive him. At the sentencing, sorry. And yeah. at the sentencing, um, the victims of the crime or the families of the victims yeah. can provide these things called witness, uh, so sorry, <laughs> called victim statements. Okay. And this is basically where they can speak directly to the judge or to the um, defendant, oh, defend- defendant, just kind of saying what they think. And these things are considered just, in the sentencing. Just so they can get closure for themselves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also included to show, like, how much damage that person has done by committing that crime. Yeah. Ho- by them hoping mm-hmm. that it shows, like, hey, you are a shitty person. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, these are just a collection of some quotes. Okay. So he says, I want you to suffer like she suffered. Damn. No sentence would be enough for you. You deserve the same fate you handed Adrian. That's you, so sad. You are nothing more than a cold-blooded killer, a murderous beast who, in an intent to rob, rape, and then silence your innocent victim, took the life of a beautiful, loving woman who, unlike you, had so much to give to society. That's so sad. And then when he says in remembering... There's so much love in him, too. 
And then what he says in remembering her, he says, Adrian was the kindest, warmest, loving, generous person I knew. She was incredibly funny, smart, talented, a bright light with an infectious laugh and a huge smile that radiated inner and outer beauty. She was my best friend and the person with whom I was supposed to grow old. That's sad. That's so sad. What grow old with? <laughs> well, that's the quote. But how long did they know each other? Um, Andy and Adrian. Like, how long were they married, at least? I don't something. know. Mm. I didn't look it up. That's so sad. Oh, is this the picture of Diego? Yep. I couldn't find a good one of his face, but that's him when he was getting arrested. <laughs> he looks the stereotypical looking like a thug. Like, I know. Yeah, but, but he's 19 he's years 19. old. And it's like, I if you're do. having a bad day, like, oh my gosh, what a panic. Wait, so what do you think happened then? Well, I think... It's probably a combination of all three stories. Mm -hmm. So in the first story, he's basically saying he had a bad day and he was freaking out. Mm -hmm. The second story, he says he wanted to rape her, basically, and then he followed her. And the third one says that I he was trying to rob her. you said he wanted to rob Oh, the robbing was the third one? Uh-huh. I think it's probably a combination of all of them. She very well could have complained about the sound, because, I mean, that apartment was her office, so she's yes. doing work there. Yeah. So she could have complained about it in passing or something. Right. You know, um, I think it's probably a combination of all three somewhere. The truth is in there. But I in, have you know. a kind of thought of how the scenario could have went down, too. Hmm. I think... What could have happened is, yes, there was sound and she was complaining. I feel like she was probably a cons a consistent complainer, too, especially because of her status and her trying, you know, she's about to come out with this movie and stuff. Like, she's working really hard. And I feel like... Complainer, maybe not for the sake of being a complainer, but, like, like knowing that things need to be a certain way for her to get something done. Like, right. very passionate. Yes. So I feel like it was very consistent and it may have, you know, pissed him off, you know, and he probably seen her and was just like, you know, I'd hit that type of situation. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, one day he probably just had it with her and she was just, he was just probably just angry and, you know, financial situations. And he was like, when he figured out who she is, he's like, she has money. I think I'm going to go get that. Do you, you think know. he even know, knew who she was? Well, that's what I mean. I said, I think he figured it out eventually mm. because, you know, she's working there. Because was she, she was kind of famous at this time, wasn't she? She was an actress no. at the time? she wasn't very famous. She had done more indie films. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, maybe he figured out something. Like, she has money, obviously. Like, he's thinking, like, oh, she got money because she... I think at the very least he knew that she had some kind of money. That's what I mean, is I think he was just like, oh, she got money. Like, I'm struggling. I'm having a bad day. This bitch won't get off my back. Type of situation. Mm -hmm. So then when one day he decided to follow her, figure out where, you know, where she's at, and I think he broke in or maybe even just went in, and he did uh, pretty much, I think he probably knocked her out. Mm -hmm. I think he raped her, and then I also think he realized, oh, shit, like he, or maybe he tried to rape her and then knocked her out yeah. in the process because, you know, she probably was like, hell no, 
And I think when he realized, oh, shit, I think I killed her, you know, he was like, I need to frame it type of situation. So it looks like she hung herself. So I'm not, there's no tie to me. Mm-hmm. And then he took the money and dipped. Yeah. That's what I think happened. What, what messes me up is like, clearly he was such a hard worker yeah. and he had gone through so much to get in this country Yeah, that it's so sad. It and, got wasted from and, one yeah, bad like day. All of that work. But also like, you don't rape someone on a bad day. You don't. And you shouldn't. It's wrong. Like, that's not a bad day kind of thing. It's oh, I not. had a bad day, so I accidentally yelled at somebody. It's not, oh, I had a bad day, so I'm going to rape someone. I'm going There's to stick a my penis into someone who obviously wants nothing to do with me, and I'm going to violate them mm-hmm. just yeah, because I'm having a bad you day. Don't, you don't do that on a bad day. No. I don't care if you need sexual relief. Go jack off somewhere. Like, yeah. seriously. Go take care of yourself. That's yes, no like, way seriously. to deal with your bad day. Exactly. So I don't know about, like, so what does it say? Where is he at now? Like, is he just serving? Mm-hmm. How's he doing? What's, what's his prison. deal? He's just in prison, just chilling? Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So my sources for this episode are, there's this podcast called Death in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a YouTube video by Georgia Marie. She has this uh, series on her channel called The Midweek Mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at Murderpedia. And <laughs> which I just discovered is a thing. <laughs> and Wikipedia. So if you want to read more about Adrian Shelley and her life and maybe look into, you know, what made her her mm-hmm. and her work. She's got some other great movies out there too. Yeah. And if you guys have any recommendations on what you've seen of her, maybe you want us to check out or you just mm-hmm. had some fun facts, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the connection of why I picked this episode mm-hmm. was the fact of um, they thought that it was the a stage, suicide. the stage suicide, but also how adamant the family and loved ones were of how they, how much they knew the victim mm-hmm. and knew that they wouldn't have committed suicide. My thing is, is <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, a forty-year-old trying to literally, you know, work on this bedsheet to create a noose for themselves. <sighs> that must be exhausting. But also to do for yourself. The main thing like is, even then, I don't think it would do. It. Women don't hang themselves. Yes, women don't true. do that. Women will take drugs mm-hmm. and overdose. Yes, maybe they'll cut their wrists. Yeah, but women don't hang themselves, and that's that's the biggest red flag to me. Of confused of why the police didn't look further. That yeah, women don't hang that. themselves. They just don't. I mean, uh, obviously, there's probably some that have. But, but on it, average, you're not going to see that. Do that. Hmm. Well, that's that. <laughs> that was a sad one. I know. That was incredibly sad. I know it was a bummer. But you got to hear about her lovely life. I did, and, and I'm very intrigued. And now I feel like I should watch the waitress <laughs> movie now. Hmm. So, yeah, <sighs> that's that's the episode. And that was the true crime segment, guys. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yep. We're here. We are here. We are here for you. We'll be back again next week yes. with the next episode, which is The Man and the Bear. The Man and the, <laughs> the, man and the Bear. Yup. 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 Catch you guys next week. Yep. If you, if, like, like I, 
I don't know if this is going to be a catchphrase or not, but you know what? If we <laughs> haven't turned you off by now, like if you're still here, hang out. Let's don't hang. turn us off. Let's hang. Let's turn hang on. out. Turn us more. on. <laughs> turn us, us on. Let us be in your speak. Keep us turned on. Let us be in your ears. Mm-hmm. I don't mind crawling into your brain. You know, well, maybe yeah. your skull is made out of Elmer's glue, too. Let us, let us live rent-free in your Elmer's glue-constructed skull. I would like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like that very much. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Salutations. And Salutations. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Next week on The Heart and the Bones. That burger looked so juicy and delicious. Okay, <laughs> and it was I human. Felt- Yes, I felt so <laughs> conflicted internally because oh I was like, God. man, that burger looks really, really good. You can add it, add that recipe to my cannibal <laughs> cookbook. Guys.